At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. All right, uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me, you get half off your range time. Today's Thursday, which means it's the Defensive Pistol Open League night. So once again, uh, you can go ahead and uh, engage in some great training and opportunities to develop your skills with like-minded individuals. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to get to today. I'm trying to figure out still, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm trying to figure out the best way to parse it all together. So just we're probably going to get to different aspects of the same stories throughout various points of the show today because they that just don't weave together all great is kind of what it is. You try to get stuff that kind of goes together in a nice little rhythm and and we'll see how, how that all develops. But this... This whistleblower leaker thing is now there's some distinctions that have to be made here. Okay. This person's not actually a whistleblower. They are a leaker. However, they filed a whistleblower form that had been retroactively altered. And as a result of them simply filling out the form, they are considered for legal purposes a whistleblower, even though they are not a whistleblower. They didn't qualify to be able to fill out the whistleblower form, but the IG allowed them to do it. Uh, the ICIG, I should say. And because they allowed them to do it, that's kind of what this whole thing is, is ended up kind of turning into this, this big fiasco, is that they allowed somebody who should not have qualified based on the lack of firsthand knowledge. They did not have any firsthand knowledge of any of this. Um, and I saw a couple of reports over the past week or so where people said, no, 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 the... Uh, the inspector general ruled that they did have firsthand knowledge. No, no, they didn't. They just changed the forms. And then the the ICIG came out and said, and the intelligence community uh, inspector general came out and said that um, you're all mistaken, even though our forms make it explicit that you have to have firsthand knowledge of what you're reporting, and um, it cannot be hearsay or third party. That That doesn't actually mean that. And so they changed the forms and everything else, And which, by the way, they're allowed to change the forms and, and they can change the rules. They are given those parameters. It's just that they did it retroactively and admitted that they did it specifically because of this case. Because this person should not have been allowed to fill out this particular form. So, no, they are not a whistleblower. However, for technical reasons, because they filled out this whistleblower form, they are called a whistleblower, okay? Now, the other thing that, that has to be 
mentioned, and I know that we have covered this. I know that others have covered this. I've been telling you this for weeks now. They are not entitled to anonymity. The whistleblower is not entitled to anonymity, okay? There is an anonymity protection with the chain of command for which they used to file the report. In other words, if I work for the intelligence community and I want to file a whistleblower form on something that I believe is is wrong, okay? I want to blow the whistle, if you will. I go to the go through the chain of command, through the inspector general's office and everything else. I fill out all the forms and all of that. The inspector general's office has to maintain my anonymity. They can't run around and tell everybody who I am. And the reason that that exists is purely and solely to protect my career. Because I'm a whistleblower, I shouldn't be retaliated against and fired simply because I'm blowing the whistle on something that I believe is wrong. I might be wrong that it's wrong, but I believe that there is a a credible issue of questionable legal standing. And so I fill out the report in which that, you know, that kicks off a little investigation and everything else. And uh, we ultimately decide what's going on. But the idea is if I think something's wrong and I fill out a whistleblower report, I shouldn't be retaliated against. In other words, I should not be demoted or fired. There is no whistleblower protection. This is some of you on Facebook and social media. You do not comprehend this. I need to explain this to you as clearly as I possibly can. You are not entitled to complete blanket anonymity, period, if you fill out one of these whistleblower things. The inspector general, the intelligence community, the chain of command that you had to go through to do all of this, they are not allowed to out you. The idea is to provide safe passage for you to file a complaint without the people you're complaining to narking on you and then you getting fired. That's all it is. There is no legal anonymity protection for you at all. There is no safety protection for you at all. Eventually, if your if your claims are credible and there is a hearing on it, you will have to testify. I mean, this is actually not a difficult thing to read. Here's here's what's so interesting about this. You can read the relevant statutes on the government's website. But people are choosing not to read the relevant statutes and instead are reading people's opinion pieces about what they think the statutes say. But the statutes don't say what people are saying they say. There's been a whole whistleblower website that has now been set up to mislead people about what whistleblowers are entitled to. It doesn't exist, this anonymity. This is settled case law. That's another thing that people have to understand. This has already been dealt with in legal cases, including the Panama Papers, by the way, that whistleblowers are not protected from having their name released to the public. None of these whistleblower protections apply to the media at all. None of them apply to private citizens. They only apply to the chain of command. Now, I did see a couple of articles where they said, well, the president keeps decrying the whistleblower and saying that the whistleblower should be outed, but the president won't say the whistleblower's name. Because remember, we have a name now, this Cheramello. Well, yeah, the president, here's the thing. The president of the United States is not expressly, I put all this on Facebook just to make it easy for all of you later, okay? 
The president of the United States is not explicitly forbidden from outing the whistleblower. However, the executive branch, because the whistleblower slash leaker is employed via or at the privilege of the executive branch of government, everybody in the executive branch of government is not allowed to retaliate against the leaker. Well, if you out them, you it's considered retaliatory. So there's no express ban on the president saying the whistleblower is Chermella. But at the same time, because he's the executive branch of government, if he mentions who this person is, it is considered retaliatory, which is, again, forbidden and barred by the Whistleblower Protection Act. Okay, so that's why the president isn't naming names. Don Jr. doesn't work for the executive branch of government. Don Jr. is allowed to tell everybody who the alleged whistleblower is. And that's what he did five days after we all knew who the whistleblower was. So people are trying to draw a bunch of conclusions and they're trying to They're trying to equate things that are not equatable in order to spin this thing in a way that that makes people angry or makes them think that the president or somebody is violating the rights of the whistleblower. The whistleblower is not under any circumstances guaranteed blanket anonymity, period. End of story. It's in the statute. It's established case law in the highest courts of the United States of America, for crying out loud. Eventually. As this goes forward, because we have the impeachment hearings and everything else, that whistleblower is going to have to testify. Now, the lawyers and the Democrats are trying to rewrite the rules so that the whistleblower can just submit things in writing. But that's not how it's done. You have a right to face your accuser. There's a reason that criminals go free when witnesses fail to testify, ladies and gentlemen. You have a right to face your accuser. And changing those things around is a complete breach of the U.S. legal system. And make no mistake, once this gets to that point, it's not there yet, but once it gets to that point, this will become a legal case. And then the president will have his his legal rights. So you're going to have to face the music sooner or later, whistleblower. So why not come out? Everybody knows who you are. Now, there's some interesting things that have also happened with the the uh, the whistleblower and the whistleblower's lawyers. We'll talk about that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hey, I'm going to address the streaming and podcast thing here in just a couple of minutes before we go to Fox News. Uh, after this segment is finished. So if you want to stay tuned, I'll update everybody on that. Uh, Taylor up front is getting a lot of calls about this lately, and I'm getting a lot of messages and things like that. We've got some some updates on that to kind of explain what's been going on and how you can get the show if you're not able to stream it. Um, so we'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes. So just bear with me, please. So could you cue my audio, Joe? The president of the United States was at one of his press conferences, or uh, not press conferences, but he was at one of his uh, his rallies, okay? And the president, where was this? Um, trying to figure out where, where this was. I don't remember where this actually, Louisiana. Okay, so he's in Louisiana. 
and he steps off the plane and he starts getting information about the lawyer for the leaker. Okay. Now this Zaid guy is, these are, he's a part of a, a legal team again that has been offering money to whistleblowers to damage president Trump. Now I'm just going to go ahead and play what the president had to say at this speech in Louisiana. I want you to listen to the president. I'm going to go over some of these tweets from the lawyer that seemed to read into what was happening with Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and again, uh, talking about Andrew McCabe in their text messages, who was then the deputy director of the FBI, about having a backup plan if Trump won the election. But I want you to listen to the president. This is him in Louisiana reading the tweets from the lawyer of the leaker slash whistleblower. A lot of things have happened because, you know, I don't know if you saw, I just got off. I'm coming off the plane and they hand me, look at this character. Okay, they just hand me this story. Coup has started, whistleblower's attorney said, in 2017. You know when that was? That was a long time ago. It's all a hoax. They say January 2017, a coup has started, and the impeachment will follow, ultimately. It's all a, it's all a hoax. It's a scam. And you know who helps them? These people right back here, the media. And then it said, oops, the light's going to go off. The CNN light is going to go off. It said, from the lawyer, a sleazeball. It said, I predict at CNN will play a key role in at wheel Donald Trump. Not finishing out his first time. Can you believe this? This is all. And this was done a long time ago. Then he goes. As one falls, two more will take their place, referring to outgoing Trump administration employees who, by the way, have been put through hell by the sleaze back there and by crooked politicians. Okay, so the president of the United States is at this rally and he is talking about the very real tweets from the lawyer of the leaker. Okay, and and this is... This is important that people, you know, realize that you know some of those tweets might they come back from 2017. So 2017, you have some of this stuff. And when you look at the the tweets here, let me just read a couple of them to you. I know that he read some of them at the the rally. Uh Mark S. Zaid, okay. So in a statement on the appointment of Dana Boints uh, as acting attorney general, this is after Sally Yates was fired. Now, remember, Sally Yates refused to enforce a legal order. Okay. Now, her job, her job was to go ahead and enforce the, the law. And so she got a legal order. She refused to enforce it. She decided to go ahead and continue uh, you know, violating her oath of office, and the president replaced her. And as a result of that information coming out, Mark Zaid, the lawyer for the leaker, hashtag coup has started. First of many steps, hashtag rebellion, hashtag impeachment will follow ultimately. Okay, so that was January 30th, 2017. Then later on, on July 4th of 2017, not shocking at all, I predict CNN will play a key role 
in real Donald Trump not finishing out his fur his first full term as president. And it was in response to a Hill.com poll, more Americans trust CNN than Trump, which we know now isn't true. Uh, and then the president had tweeted out on the official POTUS account a statement from the acting attorney general at the time on January 30, 2017. Mark Zayed said, coup has started one as one falls, meaning Sally Yates, two more will take their place. Hashtag rebellion, hashtag impeachment. And, and this is just a small sampling of this particular lawyer. This goes back to 2017. Of course, now at the time, you'll start looking at the, the text messages of Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. You know, remember, they talked about a backup plan. And every time we keep running into, you know, these, these things that seem to be a part of an inner circle here of individuals inside the so-called swamp, it starts to look like the backup plan was multifaceted. And now, of course, if the leaker ends up being Charlie in the text messages, because it's kind of funny, like I posted this on Facebook today. So Facebook, they said that they are going to go ahead and delete pages that publish the name of the leaker slash whistleblower. Aha. Uh-huh. So his name is Eric Cheramella. That's his name. And I wrote it on my page. And as I pointed out before, he is not entitled to anonymity protection. Uh, Plus, I'm a member of the media, and I have absolutely no restrictions whatsoever on releasing this man's name. None. But if they want to go ahead and start deleting those pages, and there's multiple media outlets that have refused to go ahead and release this as well. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The Democrats released some transcripts here recently of their impeachment probe. And guess whose name is on the transcripts? The leakers. So while Democrats are running around trying to make the case that somehow some law has been violated because Cheramella's name has been released to the public, which is not a violation of the law at all. He's not entitled to anonymity. While they're running around and pretending that this is some horrible breach of law, The Democrats themselves actually released his name with the transcripts from their secret hearings that they finally released. They're the ones that put it out there officially in the public sphere. Isn't that interesting? So they keep running around and telling everybody else that they're uh, they're breaking some laws or something of that nature, which, of course, nobody is. Nobody has broken any laws in releasing the identity of the leaker. Now, if you're a member of the press and they happen to not be the right person Uh, You can get sued. But other than that, there is no anonymity protection for the leaker, whose name, once again, based on all of the information that has been out there for weeks, ladies and gentlemen, the name is Eric Charamella. Charamella, however you pronounce it. Somebody, I think somebody said it was Charamella, I think they said, the, uh, the lady that called me to pronounce it. Uh, Italian style, since I had it wrong. So Eric Charamella, that's the person, based on all of the information that is available and now via official transcripts that the Democrats released to the public. Oops! Guess Adam Schiff didn't mean to do that, did he? We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And then, and then, and then, sorry. Then I will tell everybody about the podcast and all that stuff. First thing, okay, after the news break, sorry.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send me a text message at 45364. Again, just please put MNC at the beginning of it. Uh, Casey, there's an accident in Elkhart, County Road 15 and State Road 120. Okay, thank you very much. Avoid that area until that gets cleaned up. I appreciate the updates. If you have anything else out there, please let us know. Uh, Casey, please bring up the interview today with Trump Jr. and The View. Uh, He went in on them. Yes, he did. If you haven't, I've only posted one of the clips on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Casey, the host. By the way, I'm in the Discord server hanging out, if you're a member. And... He, I mean, he obliterated them. You got Joy Behar, she's going after him, and then he had to remind Joy Behar about the time she wore blackface. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, um, they were they were talking to him about the whistleblower since we just got done with the whistleblower, and he's like, wait a minute, you work for a network that has been hunting down the whistleblower who leaked out that uh, ABC squashed the Epstein story. I mean, you work for that network. And so he had a lot of really good moments with them. And I've been watching a couple of the clips. I didn't watch the full thing, just been watching clips of it. But, yeah, he laid into them real good. Um, If you haven't had an opportunity to watch some of those, if you want to watch the entire thing, obviously you can watch the entire thing. I don't know if you really want to. but uh, So let me kind of tell you, just because people have been really asking what's been going on with the computer, the live streams, and uh, people are now calling the front desk and asking Taylor if she knows what's going on. And, She's, it seems like Taylor has visited me the past three days, probably more than she has the entire, what, year she's been with us and ballpark a year. Um, most of the people are asking about the CBD lotion and where they can get it. The rest of them are wondering where the live stream is and what's been happening. I am behind on podcasts. I apologize. Okay. That is on me. I have had a lot of appointments and things to get to, and it's just been difficult getting the podcast up there. Okay. Um, the live stream is because the computer is broke. I got word today. It's my GPU or my motherboard. So computers toast at this point in time. So until I get a new computer, we're not going to have the live streams on YouTube and Twitch. Okay. So I apologize about that, but Microsoft nuked it. I don't know what they did to it. It worked perfect until that update happened in the middle of the update. It died. All right. So I, I don't know what happened. Um, so I've, I've got to evaluate where I want to go from here. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know when I'm going to have a new computer. I don't know when it's going to be set up to stream. I don't know any of that. All right. But I apologize. Now, if you want the podcast, theburningtruth.us. That's my website. There's actually a mobile app in the sidebar for you to download the app and put it on your Android phone. In which case, you just open the app, you'll get the podcast, you'll get the daily show prep, you'll get any blog posts I put up there, whatever I do, you'll get all of that, okay? Um, Or you can just, if you want a mobile app to download, if you're on an iPhone, iTunes has my podcast. If you're on Android, get Podbean, P-O-D-Bean, Podbean, and then subscribe to my podcast there. Every time I upload a new podcast, you'll get a little notification, you can listen to it right there on your smartphone. Those are the easiest ways of getting the podcast. If you want everything, including the daily show prep and all of that stuff, blog posts, um, then I would I would just visit my website every day, theburningtruth.us, or download my free mobile app for your Android device. If you have an iPhone, you can't do that. Sorry, I don't have an iPhone app. Um, and then you'll be able to keep up with everything. So 
So again, apologize about the confusion and not having the live streams and everything up, but it's been a technological mess uh, over the past week or so. And then I'm just behind on the podcast because of all the stuff I've been doing. I've been really swamped. So we should have the podcast up today like normal. So they should be there, you know, 15, 20 minutes after the show today because I actually don't have anywhere to be. And we should be okay with that. All right. Okay, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. A couple of things I wanted to let you know about. Uh, This week is the 10th anniversary of the terrorist attack on Fort Hood, which Obama famously called workplace violence. And, of course, this was a Muslim jihadist, Hassan, who uh, went on a, a terrorist rampage at Fort Hood. So I want to remind everybody about that. This week is the anniversary of that. Um, then you have a story that I was I was sent on Discord, but I put it on Facebook for everybody. Casey, tomorrow is the 15th anniversary of Operation Phantom Fury. Now, this was posted to me yesterday, which means today is that day. It's the second Battle of Fallujah. I was there November, 20, uh, November 2004. I was on the 5th Battalion, 11th Marine, Sierra Battery. My platoon was clearing IEDs on routes west of the city. Uh, Lar lost, lost a lav, seven ton full of Marines en route to Michigan. En route Michigan. Uh, we had Iowa National Guard guys attached to us. We're providing security for them. My lieutenant was in a vehicle in front of mine, and an IED went off, wounding him and the Marines in his Humvee. I was the platoon sergeant. I medevaced, I medevaced them, wiped the blood off of the map. Uh, and sat and sat phone and continued with the mission. We cleaned up to the bridge where those civilian contractors were hung up. Remember those um, those famous photos of the the uh, civilian contractors that were killed and then strung up uh, for display. That's what he's talking about. After that, we were sent to provide blocking positions and route uh, route uh, mobile northwest of Fallujah. We were RPG'd and fired on through the night. I could go on, but. If you could mention it on the show on the 7th today about the anniversary of the bloodiest battle in uh, the bloodiest battle the Marines had had been in since way. Thank you, Um, Corey. My pleasure. Now everybody knows. Plus, it's posted on Facebook if you would like to go read the encounter. And then, of course, you can look it up and read more about the second battle of Fallujah. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Underrated Alice in Chains song, by the way. I got to tell you about Impress Jewelry Creations. Look, when I'm trying to make an impact with my gift giving for those who are the most special in my life, like myself, I go to Impress Jewelry Creations. Not you, Joe. I go to Impress Jewelry Creations. <laughs> Joe's trying to get himself a watch is what he's doing. Um, <laughs> this is where I got my wife's anniversary present. And it's where I've gotten a couple of other pieces as well. And now I am looking to potentially shop for myself. i got to save up a little bit before I, I go. But Impress Jewelry Creations is phenomenal. We have heard from dozens of listeners over the past couple of months that have been in there who rave about the customer service they get from Impress Jewelry Creations. They have amazing pieces for every budget, but they are known for their one-of-a-kind items that you cannot get literally 
anywhere else in the world. Now, you go to some of those chain stores, and they have the exact same piece at every single location, hundreds, maybe thousands of them throughout the country. And they've got to go to a lab, and they've got to artificially recreate those things in order to make those pieces you know, a part of a lineup, if you will. Impress Jewelry Creations, they have these unique one-of-a-kind pieces that when you buy them, not only are they going to be more special and more unique, but they're actually investments. You can't get them anywhere else. Nobody else at the party is going to be wearing a signature Impress Jewelry Creations piece. They're also celebrating their third anniversary. That is starting November 15th. So they're going to have a special event and a show. They're going to have these exquisite colored diamonds and gemstones And again, that'll be November 15th in the store. They're also going to be announcing their own IJC collection. These are going to be curated, rare gemstones, hand-picked by gemologists from around the world, custom recreated to accentuate their unique beauty. These are pieces you're only going to be able to get at Impress Jewelry Creation. So check out the Gemstone Show on November 15th and also the all-new IJC Collection And, of course, if you have a stone that you want to turn into a beautiful one-of-a-kind piece, take it into Impress Jewelry Creations. Their artisans can do that. It's all right there in-house. They don't have to outsource any of this stuff. It's all right there. They'll even take you on a tour if you ask very politely and they're not too busy. When you go to Impress Jewelry Creations, please let them know that I sent you over there. Visit them online at impressjewelers.com and visit their beautiful showroom in person at 1233 University Drive. They're in City Plaza South in Granger, Indiana right next to Temper Grill and C. Kramer Interiors. Okay, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Uh, looks like, looks like uh, the, okay, so Facebook earlier, I was talking about the um, the fact that they were saying that any page that posted Eric Charamella's name, like mine did, multiple times, that they were going to be deleted, right? Uh, This whole notion that he's somehow entitled to anonymity. He is not. Anyway. Democrats scored big victories in Virginia and Kentucky last night while Republicans held on in Mississippi in what's being viewed as a preview of the 2020 election. Suburban moderate voters held the key for Democrats to sway some Republican-held districts, which were in GOP hands for decades, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, of course, what's not in the news is that Republicans just did that to Democrats in in Louisiana. So um, not. And they also turned a key attorney general race. That's not a part of the news. It's not a part of the narrative. Now, if you look at if you look at the way that Facebook has been censoring people. okay, since 2017, since 2017, Facebook has eliminated at least. At least 1.5 billion, billion with a B, links to conservative articles. Since 2017, Facebook has eliminated at least one and a half billion links to conservative articles. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you think maybe that has something to do with why some of these uh, some of these uh, areas that were just in in this last election here maybe had some limited exposure to conservative news. Now, here's the reason. Now, we are hearing that the suburban voters, particularly female suburban voters, are what gave the Democrats the edge in in Virginia. 
Well, the Republican Party in Virginia hasn't done much either. And I know that that lady just called Rush Limbaugh right before this show and said, no, 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 people, the, the Republican Party's doing fine in Virginia and everything. No, they're not. They, there's a guy, for crying out loud, who was convicted of having a sexual relationship with an underage girl, and he ran unopposed. The Republicans didn't even put anybody against him, for crying out loud. So, no, they're not doing all they can. But if 80% of women aged 18 to 49 have Facebook accounts and you're eliminating links to articles that they might run into that would be relevant to their election, you're going to have a very powerful platform to start jacking around with people's politics, don't you think? Sure looks that way. One and a half billion articles have been removed or links to articles have been removed since 2017. More coming up next. 